This is a HeadGum Podcast. In 86, Anna Martin wrote the first book of what became a cult. Now it's time for Babysitter's Club uh, we're here in my apartment in Brooklyn, New York. I yeah. am joined today, IRL, <laughs> yeah, by guest star, guest star Jack Alexander Shepard. Jack, yeah. welcome to New York. Thank bud. you so much. Thank have you. you uh, have you indulged in any of the local kind of customs? Yeah, this is my, this have is my first. A, have you had a slice of pizza from <laughs> old famous Ray's while you're here in town? We're going to check out uh, the Empire State Building. Have you had some of our water? That's yeah. what we call water here. Oh, man. New York City tap. I hear good things about it. Oh, it's full of krill. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I know. It's so weird. <laughs> gosh, what else have you done? Have you visited the Met Museum? Have you danced on the piano keys at FAO Schwartz? <laughs> Um, no, uh, I hung out mostly in uh, Brooklyn. Uh-huh, where we are currently, presently. I wouldn't triangulate if I were you. We are there now, at my house. Mm-hmm. <laughs> hey, welcome to Brooklyn, bud. Have you been to... Um, Brooklyn doesn't have anything notable. And how, how about, let's talk about this... Um, do you want to talk about the novel? Yep. I woke up this morning. Yeah. Rolled out of bed. Got on the train, the Brooklyn subway... All right. Yeah. This is, is Baby Nation. We're doing local color. Went into hey Brooklyn, greatest city in the country. Am I right? Yeah. Baby Nation. Am I right? What about those subways though? Oh, are you Ugh. kidding me? Yep. Grab my mic because mm-hmm. I knew I was gonna. I was expecting a guest host on today's yep. episode. Mm-hmm. Sidekick. Came back down to home, mic in hand. Read the entirety of a Babysitters Club book. Yep. That book. That's not how we do this. Can't remember the name. That's not how we do this. Wait, really? It's not. It's not at top of mind. Jesse, no, don't say it. And don't say it. The don't say the title of the book because we say it. We have a formula. Okay, we have a formula. I I read the entire book today. Okay, in about two hours. Yeah, it's a good one. Yeah, you know what it was? Yep. G C B S F. Baby Nation. Good, clean, baby sitting, fun. Yeah, and you put those little clap emojis in between every word when you tweet it, right? Mm-hmm. Good, clean, baby sitting, fun. And it's a Jesse book, too. It's Jesse, Jesse. No Dawn. Yeah. New Girl. New Babysitter. Yeah. Wendy. Wendy. Well, and here's a true fact. Um, I'm sure you have a uh, comic book analogy that you can bring to bear on this. Mm-hmm. But it is the case that when people talk about all of the babysitters who have worn the babysitter mantle mm-hmm. over the years. Mm-hmm. People always talk about Don. They talk about Marianne. They sure, talk sure, about sure. Jesse. They talk about this person, Abby, we haven't met. No, nope. hopefully never will. Hopefully never will. You know the drill. Stacy comes up. Christy comes up. No one ever mentions Wendy. No one ever mentions Wendy. But Wendy has worn the babysitter mantle. This is a classic Green Lantern. Green Lantern. Okay. The Earth uh, Sector... Twenty nine, seventeen, maybe. Oh, I don't know why you're looking a lot at of, me for validation. Uh, <laughs> a lot of humans from Earth have worn the Green Lantern ring. Yeah, but when you talk about the Green Lantern, we're talking about Hal Jordan, right? <laughs> of course, obviously. Yeah, like, Hal Jordan. No one ever talks about Kyle Rayner. No one ever talks about Baz. Wait, there's so, a Green Lantern <laughs> called Jesse. Jessica, we have two Green Lanterns currently. 
The only reason, Tanner, that I've allowed you to talk for as long as you have been Because you're pouring yourself a sparkling uh, rosé. <laughs> about the Green Lantern franchise is I'm pouring myself a sparkling rosé. Baby Nation, we're changing things up oh, a little bit. Oh, we don't have coasters. Over at Baby HQ. Babysitter, baby, what do we call it? Baby Nation? Baby National Headquarters. At the, at the Baby National Headquarters, we're changing things up a little bit. Do you put the beer in the fridge? Oh, my God. Oh, you put it in a drawer. Oh, Jesus. Could, could you possibly make as much noise as possible? Is there any way? You've woken up your goddamn cat. Um, well, the uh, the wheels are coming off the bus. Um, p- p- part of why that may be the case. right. Oh, okay. Papa's back. Papa's back. Papa's back. Great. We're ready to go. We're ready to record. My name is Tanner Greenring. <sighs> hi, hi. And welcome to the Babysitter's Club. 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 How did you not fucking sync up with me? I thought it'd be cool if I cracked a beer. It wasn't. Yeah. A podcast in which I, Jack Shepard. And I, Tanner Greenring. Talk about the classic novels in the Sitterverse by... Prince, the, the, the princess of the Prince of Towns. By the princess of the Prince of Towns, Annabelle Matthews Martin, Soul Skinner, Stormborn, Stormwalker, Bats, Bane, first of her name, last of her kind, last hope for humankind, many other things. She's a, she's a woman who wears many capes. Much like the Green Lantern, often She's, nope, they don't it, wear capes. The thing about the Green Lantern is he's always he's always uh, he's always got a different cape. Mm. You know, Green Lantern um, is not a he; it's a they, and mm-hmm. they don't wear capes. Okay, now you know, Baby Nation, and we know what knowing is, right? Power. Yep. <laughs> Baby Nation, this week we read a book. Today we read a book. Today, today, specifically today. We read a book that is called Jesse and the Bad Babysitter. Yep. Um, and it's good, clean, babysitting fun. GCBSF. Gukbusf. Gukbusf. It was a real, real bit of gukbusf today. It was welcome gukbusf after a few weeks of tough books. Yeah. A few weeks of very special episodes. Right. Um, we have Suzanne Wayne. We have Suzanne Wayne. To thank. Is this a newcomer? No, Suzanne Wayne's been around before. I don't know which novel she's written before. But, Do you uh, want me to look it up? She, uh, no, not really. Tanner Googles. Suzanne Wayne. That was fast. We got to Tanner Googles. We've only been recording for about six minutes now, and we're already uh, we're just looking things up. Dawn's Big Date. Classic. Book number 50. Classic with Lewis Bruno. Book number 59, Mallory Hates Boys and My Friend Jim. Yep. Yeah. Jim Book Bath. number 61, Jesse and the Awful Secret. Book number 68, Jesse and the Bad Babysitter. And then she will go on to Don't, write. Do not read. Do not Many look, more. Do not look into our future. Oh, shit. Don't, get off. Get off. Get off. Get off. Um, here's what I want you to look at. Here's a thing that the book starts with, and it's, a, it's an interesting... Little piece of phrasing by Anne Matthews Martin. Okay. Special thanks to Beth Perkins, comma, for her creative input too. Mm-hmm. What does that mean? She's thanking her for something. Should I look up who Beth Perkins is? Yes, that's what I'm asking you. <gasps> no, let's not <laughs> sing it again. Tanner Google's Beth Perkins is... Let's. You want to do a little close reading of this line? Special thanks to Beth Perkins for her creative input, too. She did something for Anne, and then she did another thing, which was her creative input. We don't know what she did for Anne in I the first like part of that clause. 
We can only get to the bottom of this if we know who Beth Perkins is. Okay. Beth Perkins mm-hmm. works at okay. the New York Society of Libraries. Interesting. So Beth Perkins... Are there Perkinses in the book? No. Are you sure? There are Perkinses, I think, who are babysitters, uh, or ba- uh, need babysitting. Right. So um, we know that Anne based a family of babies on personal friends of hers. Is that Beth Perkins? It may be the Perkinses. It might be the Perkinses. It may be the Perkinses. I think that's the. I think that's right. So this might be who the Perkinses are. Interesting. Special thanks to Beth Perkins. She did something for yeah. Anne. Possible connection to Anne. Yeah, Anne is personal family friends with the Perkins family, Mariah and Gabby. That's Perkins. who Mariah and Gabby Perkins. I'm gonna name. guess that Beth Perkins. Yeah. is the matron of the Perkins family. We're getting closer and closer to the heart of this. So so what Anne is giving special thanks to yeah. is not only stealing the identity right. of her children. family and children yeah. and encapsulating them and trapping them in these books, right? Uh, but apparently Beth gave some kind of creative input as well. Yeah, that's pretty interesting. And Suzanne Wayne, not a mention up front. Mm-mm. Beth Perkins... Suzanne Wayne wrote all the words in this book. Right. But Beth Perkins did something. She was pulling all the strings. She pulled all the strings. And she lent her kids' names to this book. To this book. Forever immortalizing them. Yeah. Can I tell you how much I'm enjoying drinking this uh, sparkling rosé? Quite a bit. Right here in person? Yeah. It's a a real fucking I'm having a Founders (laughs) All Day IPA. Because before we started recording, I met Jack at a bar in my neighborhood, five yep. minutes walk from my place, called the... Great. Please bleep you that. triangulated the shit out of us. And we had three beers. Yep. Um, let's get back into it. Hey, how about let's um, let's describe this book. Ugh. Okay. <laughs> um, here's what I want to do. I want to describe the book, and then I want you to describe the book. Okay. Good? Uh, <laughs> yeah. It's fine. Um, if there's nothing impeding that, I'd like to begin my section of that now. Fine. Okay, good. This is going so smoothly. Um, Baby Nation, I'd like to describe this book for you, and I'm... Oh, guys, Jack got a text. Go ahead and read that out on the podcast now. Uh, you are four blocks away, so no rush. Jan says that. That's my, for my friend Jan. Yeah. Yep. Um, I'm going to begin describing this book right now. Go. What's the best way to deal with an employee who has a problem with punctuality? How can you stabilize your business after the departure of a key partner? Should you maintain focus on repeat customers when the demand for your product outstrips your supply capacity? Or repurpose your resources to scale the network? Jesse and the Bad Babysitter isn't just a book about how to overcome roadblocks on the way to create a lean and successful business. It's a set of foundational principles that will help you thrive in your relationships in your business, and in your life. Whether you're a seasoned entrepreneur or someone who's building a business for the first time, these dispatches from the fast-paced, cutthroat world of babysitting will give you the edge you need to leverage your core competencies, achieve buy-in from your clients, and breathe new life into any endeavor that you set your mind to. Jesse and the Bad Babysitter. You got a text right at the end there. Jesse. And the bad babysitter. It's good that you left your text message sound on, because I can call it out every time. You can go ahead and read that text to us. It's just the repeat of the last one. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Jan is back. 
Jesse and the Bad Babysitter. And the Bad Babysitter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. That's what the book is. What do you um, think? You like it? Do you there, like it? I thought it was good. There is a bad employee in this book who mm-hmm. does show up late to work yeah. every day. Yeah. Let's talk about that for a minute, Jack. Okay. I get into work every day yeah. in New York City mm-hmm. at about 9 55, mm-hmm. five minutes before the workday begins. That's very diligent because work begins here in New York City at, at our cool startup that we work for. Yeah, at 10 a.m. At 10 a.m. Right. Yeah. So I'm in my desk. I'm ready to go at 10 a.m. Yeah. You got your coffee? Jack Shepard, in, in, the, in the meantime, mm-hmm. um, over in Austin, Texas, one hour behind New York City, Central mm-hmm. Standard Time, mm-hmm. um, you guys get in at 9 a.m. Yeah. Um, I often want to message you on our company messaging system slack mm-hmm. right when i get in i want to say something to you mm-hmm. never on never on check in about an hour 11 a.m uh, new york time 10 a.m mm-hmm. austin time not on mm-hmm. check about an hour later noon new york time 11 a.m austin time sometimes on yeah 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 so you are uh always late to work <laughs> That was a long walk to that point. You were always late to work. Yeah. Every day. Yeah. Why wouldn't I be? Because <laughs> uh, some of us are trying to keep the fucking <laughs> lights on, Jack. <laughs> I can tell you that when I used to work retail jobs, that yeah. was a real problem. They yeah. were like, we like you, Jack. We like you. But, and you're pretty good at selling these records. You but, know, like, you know about the music that you're selling and you, people seem to like the, you, the advice you're given about what records not to buy. But, but... Uh, you're always late. Always. Always. And that's actually the only reason we hired you, is to not be late. Baby Nation, Jack isn't just always late. Yeah. Jack is always 45 minutes <laughs> late. Um, so that's some business advice for you, Baby Nation. So far, I've been working at the company that Tanner and I work at for nine, nine years. years now. And he is always late every day. I'm always late and no one has fired Usually me. Usually leaves early? Yeah. God, this is going to be such a bad artifact if someone finally <laughs> someone finally is like, you know what? <laughs> we never really got around to this, but like, you're so fired. Yeah. 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 Well, you know. But that's my business. You also advice. do a bad job. So yeah, I'm kind of not good. Oh, for oh. Very, very, very bad at my job. I'm on time every day. Yeah. I'm going to be on time delivering this description of this book oh wow oh wow tanner's this is this is what a good employee does moving the ball forward i'm a good employee of babysitters club club limited baby national headquarters baby national headquarters here in beautiful brooklyn new york yep avenue brooklyn new york department that's none of that's gonna make the it'll cut, make it. is it it'll make it i was complimenting you on a thing that you're about to do mm. And that thing is described as novel. Even you don't know what kind of job I'm going to do yet. Well, I've this is now episode seventy, Baby Nation. Episode seventy. Take a minute and let that sink in. One more than sixty nine. Hell that's, yeah! <laughs> yeah, that's what. That's where I was going. Yeah, that. yeah. It's one more than sixty nine. Yeah, it was, we di- we're done with sixty nine. We've done. We've done the sixty nine. It's the sixty nine. We've achieved orgasms. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't even try. You didn't even try for innuendo. Uh. <laughs> Look, this is episode 70. How long and have we been recording? Like an hour? <laughs> a long time. <laughs> and also, look, I know how good you do. That's what I was going to say. I know how good you tend to do on these descriptions. And I would thank say you. on hey, average. Hey, Chuck. Thank dude, you. 
You're fucking welcome. Thank I you. would say on average, it's a C. Mm. I'll take it. Yeah. Passing. It's a C. There are a number, and, and it's a lot of Fs bringing your grade down. You've nailed it a yeah. bunch. Kind of the, the yeah, it's, yeah. It's victim not, of the it's curve. Not, it's you know? not like the average Victim is of the C. curve. <laughs> yeah, right. Sometimes we do, we, we always do good there's, work. There's not a curve. There's no one else in the world yeah, yeah. who is no, 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 yeah. week by victim week the describing the Babysitter's Club novel. Uh Let's put me in, coach. Well, that's good news, my friend. Yeah. Because I got a big bad clock here, Woof. and I'm going to fucking put 60 seconds on it. I'm surprised, frankly, that we're able to record at all, because we have... <laughs> good, Baby Nation, this clock no is so big. No sun ray. <laughs> we have oh, no Tomoyo. Uh-oh. I thought about going to an anime store and buying an anime... A lady tomoyo? figurine. Why didn't you? Felt like a, <laughs> felt like a needless expense. <laughs> Even for you, that was a bridge too far. Yeah. Look, I'm going to put 60 seconds on this big bad clock, and you're going to describe this novel. I'm going to start now. Now start, now start. Jessie Ramsey is a babysitter. Her friend Mallory is sick with some kind of sleeping sickness. Um, she's constantly falling asleep. And she's very fatigued. So um, Dawn had just left um, Stony Brook, so they're down two babysitters. They need all the help they can get, Baby Nation. They're getting a million calls. They have no backup anymore. Shannon and Logan are, are constantly busy. Everyone is busy. Jesse has a new friend called Wendy something, and she, Wendy Losser. Don't get hung up on the name. Wendy Loser. It's Loser. Don't worry about it. She is, seems like she's good with kids. Jesse invites her to a babysitter's club meeting. She's like, yep, let's do it. Turns out she's a bad babysitter. She is the titular bad babysitter. She shows up late to, to babysitting gigs and jobs all the time. Um, she gets kicked out of the club eventually. Well, she leaves. Um, also, um, one of the Pike kids steals a ring, and Jesse makes her go and return it. What's the B plot? That's kind of the C plot. What's the B and plot? And time. Fuck. Don't ask me questions. They make a tape they for make Dawn. A, a videotape for Dawn. Called Snow White and Captain Planet. <laughs> I'm not making that up. It sounds like something we would do. Yeah. <laughs> they make a videotape for Dawn, who just moved to California. Yeah. About, it's a little like Snow White and the Seven Dwarves, except it's called Snow White and Captain Planet and the Seven Zorbs. Yeah. <laughs> That's straight from the headlines. Um, that was in this novel. I think Anne hears us. Yeah. She hears the show and she's like, I need to give these two... Yeah. Something to work with. Because we were talking a lot of smack about Captain Planet the other day. Yeah. And then Suzanne Wayne was like, oh, man, I love the BSCC podcast. Right. Let's uh, give them some some fuel. There's a lot, like a sh- shocking amount of discussion of Captain Planet. And, and the, the seven planeteers. Zorbs. And the seven And I, you know I love Zorbing. Do you uh, know the sport of Zorbing? Is that when you get inside a big ball and roll down a hill? Yeah. And it's, is it sexual? Can be. Yeah, good. <laughs> Depends how you do it. Yeah. You know? Yeah. The uh, way I do it? Yeah. Very sexual. <laughs> Good. I'm glad to I've hear that. A lot of people compliment my yeah. form. We'll post something on the Facebook. Yeah. Um, you know what I want to talk about, Tanner? Yeah. Is fake horse girls. Do you, by horse girls, do you mean s- like centaurs? No. Like centauresses? No. Fake horse girls. Okay. Like fake geek girls. Yeah. But they're into horses instead of yeah. geek stuff. Let me read you a quote. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> With Aunt Cecilia back in charge, Wendy and I went upstairs to my room. We listened to my new CDs and talked about school. We also talked about horse books. It turns out that Wendy likes them as much as I and Mal do. But she hadn't read any horse books by our favorite author, Marguerite Henry. So I lent her a few. 
Fake Geek Girls, Baby Nation, I will offer a disclaimer now, <laughs> is not a thing, and neither Jack or I believe in that. Yeah. <laughs> True. Fake Horse girl, girl. Fake Horse Girls. Fake Horse Girls is real. Is a thing. Yeah. That's a real thing. That's a real thing. Yeah. You haven't read anything? You've, you're into books about horses, and you haven't read anything by Marguerite, Marguerite Henry? Henry? Yeah. Yeah, right. Come yeah, on. you're super into horses. Oh, cool. You fucking casual. Wendy loathes her. So you think she's a fake horse girl? I think she's a fake horse girl. That's it. That's as far as I went. Wendy loathes her. Seems fine. I think uh, she gets treated pretty badly by the Babysitter's Club for somebody who is pretty good at babysitting and maybe has a slight problem with punctuality. Right. She's, but she's it is a the real... case that she's a fake horse girl. You know where she would be right at home? The We Heart Kids Club. Oh, yeah. No rules, just right. No rules, just right. That's Wendy Loser's Maybe she's a crossover. Maybe they're going to send her over to She Wee- sounds cool as hell, man. She's fucking cool as hell. Like, one time she was late for a meeting because yeah. she was busy playing Super Mario Brothers. It's, it's fucking like, amazing. Fuck yeah. Yeah. I've got a, I've got a quote here that's yeah. that. Like, I think Suzanne Wayne, I don't want to put this on Anne. Yeah. I think Suzanne Wayne wants us to think from reading this novel that like Wendy Loser is a bad babysitter it's f- the fucking title no and and it's cool with her and says in her happy reading section yeah like, sometimes you're one way yeah sometimes you're another way Wendy's a chill girl she's not into like the rules Christie's rules yeah. and sometimes that's fine but so this is this is a quote from Wendy Loser to give you a, a little bit of a depiction of the woman herself uh she is 10 minutes late. She's okay, that's pretty late. <laughs> 10 minutes late for a BSC meeting, which like, fu- Chrissy, like, give it a fucking yeah, rest. You can't be a second late to a BSC meeting. No, people are, everyone's afraid. Yeah. Wendy doesn't give a shit, and I like that about her. She's like, and then she comes in, and she's like, irritated, right. because she's like, Chrissy's like, why are you late? And Wendy's like, uh, why are you fucking up my life? Yeah. I was playing a Super Mario Brothers tournament with my brothers and i was doing so well doing so fucking well and and i had to drop it to fucking stop and like lose my save uh very relatable and here's what she says very relatable uh you knew the rules when you joined christy said uh no actually i didn't wendy replied the meeting I attended was so frantic that no one ever really explained them to me. All I knew was that Jesse's crazy about the club, so I figured it must be great. And it is great, but not for me. Uh, maybe this has just been an adjustment period, Marianne, Marianne said. Absolutely, yeah. yeah, obviously, I recognize Marianne. her from the voice. <laughs> <laughs> Wendy got to her feet and shook her head. Uh, no, I don't think so. I have parents. I have teachers. I don't need a fucking club telling me what to do. She aimed her next remark at Christie. That's just one too many people bossing me around. Sorry it didn't work out. Bye, Felicia. She doesn't say bye, Felicia. <laughs> she doesn't say bye, Felicia. You are, you are adapting that. <laughs> I think she says bye, Felicia. She just says bye. She just says bye. And she leaves. <laughs> do you know what bye, Felicia is, Jen? I think it's what you it say. So, when that seems oddly... Like an oddly current reference for you. It's like percolating in my brain. It's like a thing people say after bye. I don't know what it's from or why. I think it's from originally the maybe the Friday movies. Mm-hmm. I've seen that. Um, but yeah. but more currently, it's from RuPaul's Drag Race. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Good. I think. 
Good. Well, we'll we'll certainly hear about it if if we're wrong about that. Yeah. Yeah, but Wendy seems cool as hell. Yeah, Wendy's chill. Wendy's fucking cool. She's also like a good babysitter. She's she a is good often fucking babysitter. Late, but babies love her. Yeah, she's she's fun. She has a very good moment with Squirt and Becca. Yeah, early in the book where they're playing Monopoly. Squirt is in his terrible twos. He's easily distracted. He he's constantly climbing on things. He's always banging pots and pans. Jesse's having too much trouble like dealing with Becca and Squirt. Wendy comes over immediately, just like takes the reins. Yeah, like she's she's playing with Squirt. She's watching Wizard of Oz with Becca. She's a good babysitter. She's a good fucking babysitter. Which just goes to show you, Baby Nation, that sometimes talent supersedes punctuality. Yeah, wait, not, not the case with old Jay Shep over here. Neither talented say. nor punctual, but sometimes you you if you Baby Nation, I don't know if any of you are. Um, Managers or business owners, but sometimes you get a real diamond in the rough, someone who's both talented and punctual, like a yeah. Tanner Greenring. Yeah. Sometimes you get someone who is... Talented, but not punctual. Extremely talented, but not punctual. That's Wendy Loser. And sometimes you get someone who is neither talented nor punctual. Yeah. Um, um, ring, ring. Oh. Uh, ring, ring. Uh, uh, <coughs> hello? Uh, uh, hello? 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 It's... Is, some, is someone there, or is this just feedback? Hello? No, it's it's me, Mark. Is it? Is this Dave? Oh, Mark. It's me, Dave Davison. <laughs> Dave Davison, so good to talk to you. I mean, we see each other at work all the time. And we're roommates, I think. <laughs> roommates. <laughs> you could just come down to my room. <laughs> I'm not coming out. Okay. <laughs> Dave, how's it going? Fine. <clears throat> Um, I'm working at a place presently. Yeah, what's that? Uh, could be Kids Inc. <laughs> could be Goliath Industries. I think uh, my memory is that you're, you're working at uh, Goliath Industries, mm. where we both we both work. Could be Dine Attack. <clears throat> we where we both work. Oh, yeah, <clears throat> yeah. Yeah, I mean, we had breakfast together th- uh, this morning. Oh, it was in lovely. Our shared house. It was lovely. Yep. Um, Eggs Benedict, no ham for you, yes ham for me. <laughs> Perfectly poached eggs. It's so nice. It's really, Hollandaise was just divine. It's divine, and I love living with you. Um, I I'm I actually, love you too. Uh, oh, oh, I love living with you too. Look, I love living with you as well. I love spending time with you. Right. Um, I love being around you. I love being around you. Uh, listen, I'm actually calling with a work question. Oh, okay. You know how um, we're, I'm the CAO, CAO of of Dynatech uh, of Hardbody Industries. Hardbody Industries. Yeah. Oh, is it Goliath Industries? It was Synertech. <laughs> Dynatech's not actually a thing. No. Um, you know how I'm the CAO of Synertech. Which has been acquired by Goliath Industries. Sure. Actually, wait, no, you're the CAO. Yep, I'm the CAO, but we... You know how you're the CAO yep. of Goliath Industries? Yeah. I talked to Goliath Hardbody. Our, our commander-in-chief. Our, our CEO. Yep. Um, chief. You're the chief alternate officer. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm... VP. VP of babysitting. Yep. You're Mark... I'm Mark and yep. you're Dave. Yeah. <laughs> um, here's the thing. I talked to Goliath. Yeah. And he's got a new plan I kind of wanted to run by you. Okay. 
Um, I'm interested. You're the CAO. I am the CAO. Yeah. I'm led to believe. You're the chief alternate officer. Yep. Um, he says what he wants to do now is um, do this thing where it's it's called AAO. AAO meaning um, alternate. Alternate. Alternate officer. Alternating alternate officers. Okay. So can I ask two questions? Yeah, please. Is this a demotion? Will I be receiving a pay cut? I think, so from what I understand is yes and no is the answer to both of those questions. Okay. Um, <laughs> yes, it's a demotion. Yes. Uh, but no. Because I was, correct me if I'm wrong. Yeah. Either I was or you were. Yeah. CAO of. Yeah. Cinertech. Yeah. Slash Goliath, Goliath Industries. Industries. Yeah. It's weird that he named it after his first name and not his last name. <laughs> <laughs> I've heard it both ways, honestly. Yeah, yeah. The the thing, from what I understand from Goliath, and this is a, you know, it's like a game of telephone. It's right, a right, third right. hand here. What I understand is he wants you to be the CAO sometimes. Oh, great. But then also I'm the CAO at other times. Okay, but you're routinely 45 minutes late for work. <laughs> <laughs> I'm in there every day on time. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't. Me- I didn't talk about that with him. Okay. Um, but so I think it's going to be. It's not. It's you'll get paid your CAO salary. Okay. And have all of the prestige in the wider industry that accompanies being a CAO, but only half the time. Can I ask why we're doing this? Did we lose someone at the higher levels? Did we lose Rich? I think Rich is gone. Uh, he, Rich uh, Richson. Rich Richson. He moved to California. Okay. Do we have anyone else coming in to help backfill that position? There's this new girl, Wendy. Yeah. But she just cannot. She's a fucking... Oh, I've seen her around. She's a good... She's a bit of a rule breaker, though. Babysitter. She's a good babysitter. But you can't rein her in. But she's not... She's like, when we have a board meeting, she's going to be 20, 30 minutes late. Right. Uh, uh, Mark. Yeah. We still on for dinner tonight? Yeah, you bet. All you right. Bet. It's Eggs Benedict again. Cool. And I'll see you tonight. Scene. Scene. Um, I'll, re- I'll read the quote. Ooh. <laughs> a lot of, uh, a peek into the, the lives of Mark and Mark Dave. And Dave. <laughs> fascinating. Still fascinating. roommates, still going strong. Apparently spent a lot of more time together than we ever thought, Baby Nation. And they seem like they hey, were. Hey, Baby, Baby Nation, get the fan fiction. <laughs> Get the fan art going now, Mark Marks and Dave Davison. They're doing great. Maybe an item. (laughs) (laughs) Should I give some context for the baby name? I guess. Christy is talking to Jesse, Mel, and Wendy. You're right, Christy agreed. Terrific. The three of you might even take over Dawn's job of alternate officer. The idea of holding a real club office was exciting. Which one of us, I asked. Uh, you take turns, Christy replied. You could be alternating alternate officers. A-A-O. A-A-O. Which, like, fuck you, Christy. That's a cool, though. I'm into that. It's like undercover boss stuff. Like, imagine if someone was an A-E-O. An alternate executive, executive. officer. Where it's like, I'm going to pop in every now and then and yeah. literally run this entire company. <laughs> it's pretty and good. And we'll just see what fucking happens. <laughs> it's going to be buck wild. I would like to see Wendy Loser try and do that. Yeah. She could come in to be the AAO of Facebook. Yeah. And she's like, come in whenever the fuck you want. <laughs> Super Nintendo tournaments every Thursday night. 
I'd be I would be a part of that Facebook. And I'm gonna hit pause. I'm gonna get another beer. Um Um Great. Great way to bring us back in. Um Um Changing the subject. Okay, great. Tanner. What was the subject we were talking about? The thing about changing the subject is that you don't need to know. Okay. It's a segue. Changing the subject, I want to talk a little bit about bees. Okay, you got some bee stuff in this book. I don't... Do you not fucking have some bee stuff in this book? No, no, no. Don't Google it. Don't look in the book. Put your fucking phone down. I'm going to do the bee stuff. I found it. You didn't. I'm going to... I found it. Search completed. No matches found. Maybe it was in my book and not in yours. Let me read you a fucking passage, my friend. Okay. That is going to blow your goddamn mind. From that call on, the phone never stopped ringing. It was unbelievable. As if everyone in all of Stony Brook was suddenly on the move, going here, there, and everywhere. The club members were all busy either answering the phone, writing in the notebook, or discussing who was free to sit when. The movement in the room reminded me of a beehive, with every busy bee buzzing around. The only one not buzzing was Mal. She had propped herself against the side of Claudia's bed and fallen asleep. Have we ever had a clearer message from Anne that this is a fucking beehive? I don't think so. I don't think we've ever had a clearer (laughs) message. Obviously, it's a beehive. (laughs) What I'm more concerned with is, I think what Anne is signaling to us now, and this is a little upsetting because I'm not a fan of Mallory. I'm a fan of Mallory. For the record, Baby Nation, I'm a fan of Mallory. Mallory is the queen bee. The queen doesn't move around. The queen stays in her, like, royal, like, jelly or whatever. Huh. And accepts suitors to impregnate her to make more baby bees. So you think that Mal... I think Anne is making it pretty clear that, like, there's a new queen bee in town. And it's Mal. Her name is Mal. Uh, Everyone else is buzzing around busy as a bee. Yeah. Mal is just sitting there. She's gotten quiet. She's She's in her chamber. Yeah. She's just... She'll accept visitors. She's not so sedentary that she can't get around. Right. But she's unwilling to move. She doesn't need to. This fucking fits in with another thought that I have. Fucking expert over here. Oh, Tanner's put Tanner's port. Tanner. You know what Tanner's doing? He's oh wowing. He's a he's a wowing. Let's not get into the details of it. But I'll get into the details. Pamplemousse no. Le Croix Seltzer. I've got a can of Pamplemousse Le Croix Seltzer. I've got a half cup of already sparkling rosé. Selange sparkling rosé. And what I did was I poured my Pamplemousse Le Croix right into my Selange. Rosé? Remember when I said, let's not get into the details? And I am a-wowing right now. I don't specifically have anything against Mallory. I think she's a good babysitter. She's a great fucking babysitter. Her books are often a little boring. She's the sat who became the sitter. She's the one who is foretold. And so it makes sense for her to be queen. It makes sense for her to be queen. It also is the case. And I've been calling this seven theory. You can call it whatever you want. I think this ties into what, to me, is the central issue at stake in the Sitterverse. It is the central idea that Anne is talking about in these books, which is that Stony Brook is a hive of bees Yep, that is beset on all sides by many factions. Okay. The ghosts, the witches, the dolls. Sure. The cat people, soldiers with magnificent weapons. Demons, ballerinas, dinosaurs. Right. Yep. 
And the only thing that is keeping Stony Brook from collapsing in on itself is the fact that the circle is complete, that the seven babysitters are one. Right. Guess what fucking happened last book, Tanner? Dawn left. Dawn left. Six babysitters. The whole thing is upset. Right. There are only six babysitters now. Right. Something- this is like a, this is a, this is it like the the divorces is it like the deaths and the divorces where it's a one in one out kind of system one in one out Mallory is busy like trying to like she's gone crazy something's happened to her right she's trying to, she she's trying to be the of- queen bee she's trying to like make more babysitter somehow just through force of will right and that's that's sapping all of her energy right meanwhile this wendy loser character waltzes in and is rejected by the hive right here's a fucking quote from christy what will happen to the new member when dawn returns seven main members is plenty eight would be too many we can't just ask someone to leave in six months christy understands that it must be seven it cannot be eight it cannot be six it must be be seven right she knows that the balance is upset but christy is also like clinging on to these old-fashioned ideals that the seven will the the circle will be complete again yes which like it comes up in this book like may not be the case everyone's kind of questioning like especially towards the end yeah is dawn actually going to come back right it's a it's an open question but chris i think that christy knows something that the other babysitters don't know, which is that, like, if you don't have seven babysitters, the balance is upset. Right. There must be seven. Like, when Stacy went away, it was a fucking catastrophe. No, it was great. Um, well, I mean, it was good for us. It was good that Stacy was gone. It was bad that we had fewer than seven babysitters. Right. Here's a fucking dream sequence from Marianne. Okay. I had an actual nightmare. I had it last night. I dreamed we all had to stand in a circle. And tell Wendy why she had to leave. In the dream, I couldn't do anything but cry. Also, in real life, Marianne. Right. That's how you are. Because I felt so bad for her. That Marianne is, like, having prophetic dreams about the seven standing in a circle. The and tribunal. The tribunal. Right. Judging all those who come before them. Right. I agree with you, but, like, who is going to be this seventh? It's certainly not going to be Wendy. Wendy. Yeah. She left at the end of the book. She was like, fuck y'all. Yeah. I'm not into it. It's not Logan. It's not Shannon. Shannon's busy. Shannon's a little bit the person, though. Shannon comes in at the end. Shannon's now a a key figure in the Babysitter's Club. She comes in at the end. She says, I'm done with my Honor Society committee meetings. I will come in. I will be your seventh. This is temporary. She says to them, this is temporary. Yeah. I know that I'm not wanted here. I know that that I will crumble before the might of the tribunal. Right. But in the meantime, I know that you guys cannot thrive with six. I know that you cannot thrive with eight. I will come to meetings. Shannon Kilborn talks a lot about the honor society that she's a part of. Right. Which makes sense, right? She's, here's the quote. Since Dawn left, we had been calling Shannon and Logan more than ever before. Unfortunately, Shannon was super busy with her school's honor society. And wasn't as available as she often used to be. And you think that's you think that's cover? She well, no. I think that's what it is. She's busy with the honor society, right? What is that? The honor society? Who fucking knows? Maybe it's a group of super babysitters who are doing their own shit outside of Stony Brook. I think it's like, probably a group of assassins. That makes a lot more sense. Did you read that Batman series where um, Batman was being attacked by the Society of Owls? The Killing Joke. 
Uh, there is a group of um, owl assassins who are obsessed with it's. It's like this. They are obsessed. They are in this secret society. They are obsessed with like honor. They are obsessed with like rules. They're owls. Well, they're men dressed as owls. Why owls is a natural that? predator of bats. Oh wow! Does Anne know about this? Oh, I don't know. Yeah. Anne. Anne. If you're listening, yeah. Email us. Jack and Tanner at babysittersclubclub.com or tweet at us at BSCC Podcast and let us know if you know that owls are a natural predator of bats. Whom you hate. We know you hate bats. Yeah. We suspect we can help you. Yeah. Have you considered keeping owls? Yeah. <laughs> owls are also dangerous, though. Yeah. Do you know the thing about um, the owl attack theory? It just feels like so, so Scott Peterson's far now. wife. She had um, lacerations on the back of her head. Mm. Scott Peterson maintains his innocence to this day. He pled guilty with the Alfred defense. The um, Alfred defense. Alfred. Alfred. Okay. Mm-hmm. But he maintains his his innocence. Um, everyone assumes he kills his wife. One owl expert came out and said, "Oh, these <laughs> these injuries that she sustained are um, owl lacerations. Could be." Owl lacerations. Owls will attack out of nowhere. That's pretty thin, cruel. And they will literally, like, chop up your head. So it's pretty common for people to be found at the bottom of staircases. It's not common. I wouldn't say it's common. I wouldn't say it's common. But it has happened. And? And? (laughs) And? (laughs) If you're listening... Yeah, which we are fairly sure that you are. Please, if you're an enemy of bats, keep owls. But... yeah. Be careful. Huge disclaimer, please be careful, because oh owls God. have been known to kill humans with lacerations to the back of their heads. We would lose a national Just keep an eye on them. Treasure. Right. Good. What oh, are we talking about? Uh, literally, I have no fucking idea. You, Let you, me look at my We're now notes. like five layers deep. No, Tanner, he, dude, you know what we haven't fucking done? Tanner? He's gone. It, it's... <gasps> <gasps> Feels good. Um, I'd like to go first. God, I hope it's not mine. I think it might be because it's playing off something that you brought up in a previous episode. Okay. Uh, and it's about Buddy Barrett. Is that your point of the week? Yep. Okay. Well. I'm going to talk about it. We're sharing it together. Um, it's our boy, Buddy Barrett. He's back at it again. He's back at it. He's back at it. Um, we know from previous discussions, something that you uncovered, that Buddy Barrett likes to, he likes to get into a role play. He likes to get into an improv moment yep. uh, with his sisters. Yeah. And Susie and Marnie. Susie and Marnie. Uh, and he likes to play within their space mm-hmm. without breaking the rules of their space, but somehow breaking sure, sure, sure. what they're doing. You and I have different Buddy Barrett moments, which yeah. I'm very excited about. Oh, I'm very excited. Because my BOTW is also a <laughs> Buddy Barrett moment, but it is not the one you're referring to. I love this. Okay, good. So maybe we should rename the segment Buddy Barrett Moments. Yeah, BOTW. Buddy. Buddy of the week. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll name I'll name mine. Um, Hi guys, Jesse said to the Barretts. Uh, how about we play the lion game? I have a better idea, said Susie excitedly. I'll be the mother lion, and Marnie can be my baby. The playpen could be our cave. Okay, Wendy agreed. 
I'll be a hunter, cried Buddy enthusiastically. He held up his forefingers as if they were guns. Pow, pow, I shot the lion's dead. <laughs> game over. Yeah, game over. Buddy's just not... Like, Buddy is here to play, but he's, he's not to here play. to play your stupid game. Yeah, we're playing a lion game, and we're playing a lion game. That's yeah. what's happening. Yeah. Uh, also, I just killed all the lions because yeah. I'm a hunter in the lion game. Game over. Game over, Buddy wins. Yeah. <laughs> so, wait, you really had a different Buddy moment? Yeah. So, they make this this um, videotape for Dawn mm-hmm. where it is oh, Captain, we haven't talked about that at all. Captain but. Planet meets Snow White. Fucking hell, and we the seven talked zorbs. About this at all. Susie doesn't know how to pronounce dwarves, and she she calls them zorbs. Yeah. The plot of the just very quickly, the plot of the videotape is they want to do a play that is Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs, right? And then Buddy Barrett is like, I will not participate in any play. That's other. dumb. We play by Buddy's rules. Yeah. Other than a play that has Captain Planet. Right, yeah. and so they rewrite the plot. Of- the evil witch is now an evil polluter. Right, um, it's good. It's actually very good. No, it's it is good. good. It is concept. Good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. The, she wants to know if she's the worst polluter of them all. The magic mirror says yes, of course. But there's this woman named Snow White who is um, a champion of the earth. She is trying to undo all the pollution you cause. Right. Um, the evil witch. Curses Snow White by feeding her a poisonous, a polluted apple. She's like fucking snowflakes. She, yep. She passes out in a swamp where um, Swamp, swamp Thing, Thing. Yeah. as written by Alan Moore, mm-hmm. uh, saves her and transports her to a, an enchanted forest where she meets seven um, Zorbs. Zorbs, all of whom have key characteristics. One of them is sleepy, one of them is smart. One of them is bashful, one of them is happy, so on and so forth. Have you thought about the, the seven fact, dwarfs? I just, this just occurred to me, Tanner. Yeah, yeah. The seven dwarfs uh-huh. perfectly lines up with the seven deadly sins. And the seven babysitters. And the seven babysitters? Let's go through it. Let's do the seven deadly sins. Okay. Um, I'm going to need you to pull up the seven dwarfs. <laughs> <laughs> so you're guessing. I'm guessing. Because I'm not sure who Sneezy's going to... It's going to be tough. Sneezy's not going to really counteract Pull it up and we'll do it. Okay, I got him. Okay. Uh, Name a dwarf. So here's what I want. Do you want the 1912 play? Do you want the Grimm's? Do you want the 1937 animated Disney film? I'll take Disney. Okay, you want Disney. Yeah. Okay. Got him. Okay. Grumpy. Grumpy. Wrath. Okay. Doc. Let's table that one. Nope. Doc is, um, what's the one where, uh, Pride. Okay. Pride. Don't you think? Yeah, he's a doc. Right. Happy. Uh. Pride. (laughs) Probably Pride. Okay. No, Uh, maybe, um. Let's go with the easy one first. Grumpy. Right. Wrath. Wrath. Sleepy. Sloth. Dopey. Also sloth. (laughs) Bashful. Pride? Happy. <laughs> Wait, we already said happy. Give me another Let me one. just read them in order. Yeah. Doc. Yeah. Grumpy, happy, sleepy, bashful, sneezy, dopey. Now you read me the seven deadly sins. Okay. Here are the seven deadly sins. Okay. Pride, greed, lust, envy. Envy? Envy. Envy, gluttony, sneezing. <laughs> uh-huh. 
wrath, uh-huh. being bashful, okay, being a doctor, yep, and sloth. Okay, you just named ten. <laughs> you named ten deadly sins just then. Well, look, baby nation, you can put fucking two and two together. That <laughs> that's I I nailed it. This uh this is seeming less and less like it's holding water, but. Um, <laughs> Can we equate a babysitter to each of the deadly sins, at least, while we're here? Yeah. Pride is Christy. Christy, absolutely. Greed is Claudia. Abs- no, Stacy. No, Claudia. Stacy hungered for that ring, like, four books ago. Claudia hungers for fucking hiding shit in her, like, fucking Oreos in her room. Oh, that's true. Okay, Claudia, room. Claudia, Claudia. Lust is Stacy. Stacy. She, she, she thirsts for things. She didn't fucking learn her goddamn Lust lesson doesn't have to be sexual. in Boy Crazy Stacy. Right. And she's back at it again with her teacher. Yep. Uh, Mr. Ellensburg. Who knows? Envy. Dawn. Dawn. She, she always wants what she can't have. She always wants what she can't have. She wants to move back to California. Yeah. She misses California. She's jealous of Jeff and his happy life in California. Yep. Gluttony. It feels like gluttony and greed are really, really friends. Gluttony. I'm gonna say is who have we done already? Christy, Christy, Stacy, Claudia, Dawn, Stacy. So who we have left is Jesse, Mallory, and Marianne. I mean, gluttony is Claudia. <laughs> we already did Claudia. What are the other deadly sins? Gluttony, wrath, and sloth. Wrath is Christy. No, pride is Christy. We've got. Okay, well, so the deadly uh, deadly sins thing doesn't really work. <laughs> this doesn't work either. With neither the babysitters nor the uh, dwarves. Can we make dwarves babysitters work? <laughs> Let's please not. <laughs> I want you to tell me you're burning the weed. Oh, fuck. <laughs> uh, so they're doing a play. They're doing a videotaped play for Dawn in California where Snow White and Captain Planet <laughs> team up to... We didn't make pollution. this up. Baby Nation, we did not make this up. Anne and yeah. Suzanne Wayne made this up. Yep. Snow White and I are going to stop pollution together from now on, Buddy announced. Captain, honey, Marilyn cried, which wasn't in the script, and planted a kiss on Buddy's cheek. Buddy lost no time in wiping it off. Yuck. Snow White, that's gross. It's cheek pollution. <laughs> Sorry, Marilyn giggled. <laughs> That's pretty good. Cheek pollution. That's pretty good. I'm going to use that next time Sarah tries to do cheek kissing with me. Any kind of kissing. Any kind of kissing. You can just say that's mouth pollution, that's yeah. cheek pollution. <laughs> Lip pollution. What you are doing is polluting. Yeah. <laughs> that's good. Baby Nation, you can use that if you can somebody use ever that. tries to, to kiss you when you're not interested. Right. Hey, that's pollution. I'm not really into pollution. The planeteers and I? Yeah. We will thwart you. (laughs) And Snow White. And Snow White. Tanner, let's get the fuck out of here. You know what? Let's get the fuck out of here and go together Uh, and get a beer in this beautiful eastern, western um, intersection of and right next to the Yep. Here in Brooklyn, Massachusetts. I threw him off the... Good. Threw him off the... Uh, That'll set. throw him off. <laughs> Tanner, let's leave. I'm ready to go. Baby Nation, kiss you, love you. See you next week. No, I do it. Baby Nation, I don't tell you this enough. I love you. 
and I kiss you. This week, I have been Jack Shepard. I have been Tanner Greenring. This week, we read a book called Jesse and the Bad Babysitter. Next week, we're reading a book called Get Well Soon, Mallory. Oh, Mallory's still sick? Oh, yeah. Baby Nation, we didn't talk about it. Mallory was sick through this entire book. We talked about it a little bit. She she's, had a sleeping sickness. She's sick. Right. Something's fucking wrong with Mallory. Right. Um, and the book is not called Mallory Gets Well. No. So. She may still have this. Yeah. In, something. In perpetuity. Something's wrong with Mallory. Right. We're going we're gonna to dive into that. We're going to figure out what the fuck that is next week. In the meantime. I've been Tanner Greenring. No, we've already said that. In the meantime, if you have a moment, do us a quick favor and get on iTunes. Jack, and give get us... off their fucking backs. If you They've have... They've been leaving so many goddamn reviews, it's ridiculous now. It's very nice. <laughs> we, and we it does help it. us immensely, Baby Nation. It helps us climb through the charts, which is important yeah. not just for us, yeah, but for you because it emboldens Baby Nation. Yeah. It makes us stronger. It makes us stronger and better. Right. Please do give us a quick rating and or a quick review on iTunes. Um, I've been who I am. Tanner's been who, who I am. Is. Yep, that's yep. how that works. Um, Claudia's wearing a bra now. The way she talks, you would think that boys had just been invented. Test, test, test. My name is Tanner. My friends call me T. We're in my big Echo apartment, you see. It's going to sound bad because there's echoes all over the place, but I got a a curtain of sound-baffling egg cartons in place. Chewy, chewy. Chewy, chewy, Cocoa Puffs. Listen to me now. Chewy and Chorito. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I wish. Gooey. It's gooey and Chorito. Um, I wish I could eat a gooey and Chorito right now. They stopped making them. Uh, in they stopped making them. 1999. We don't have any Taco Bells in Brooklyn. Yeah. Oh man, Austin is just the the, the home of Taco Bells. We've got <sighs> dozens of them. Well, you, guess what, Jack? You're not in Austin. <laughs> no. Oh, he's already googling. Good. That's fun. There's, We're in the mic check, and he's googling Taco like Bell. Four in all of Brooklyn. Four Taco Bells. Yeah. That's plenty. That's plenty. That's also, it. Also, we don't have Taco Bells. There's in one in Austin. Actually, I think yes, we do. You do. There it was literally invented there. Was it really? Yeah. Oh. Well, who knows? You. I mean, you said that. I made it up. <laughs> that was a headgum podcast. <laughs>